Hollywood is responsible for churning out some of the most vile, nauseating, repulsive images for the world to gag on. Ben tells you about his favorites. Welcome back, everyone. Again, we've missed a week. It's customary every once in a while. Unfortunately, I went off to work out in Pittsburgh, clear across the state, uh, a very fine town, if anybody from Pittsburgh is listening. So unfortunately, we didn't get the chance to record the one for last week. My apologies for that. Should have been better planned. Um, makes the heart grow fonder, though. Exactly. And you were available that weekend also, but then I had something going on during the weekend. So, cluster, I guess. Right. A missed opportunity. <laughs> What's new with you? Anything noteworthy? Um, as you spill beer all over your as I spill notes? <laughs> cider, even worse. So ah. it's going to be... <laughs> A bit sticky. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess the biggest news happening in my neck of the woods is my recent layoff. A layoff. <laughs> Let's have a round of applause. Wow. Currently <laughs> unemployed. And this signifies one thing, that Adrian will now be dedicating the rest of her life <laughs> to this podcast and doing nothing but just research and... Yeah, I'm actually going to be taking over the podcast from now on. <laughs> Gonna boot me off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm you gonna got... go find myself in a cave and um, <laughs> bring a big binder with me. That sounds familiar. Yeah. You can get caught up in some movies. I can give you some great <laughs> recommendations. Right. Yeah. Where can you ever get some of those? <laughs> Anything good over the weekend? Um, I went to. Oh, I guess I didn't tell you. Um, so my friend Lindsay, her one of her roommates is in a band. Um, and they were going to be playing at this, um, it's like a house, but it's also a venue, um, and it's on the Temple campus, which okay. should tell you all you really need to know. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it was actually a cool spot, but like, um, yeah, you're going to love this story. As the night went on and we were waiting for um, her band to play, um, we were checking out the other bands and noticing that there was like this really strong sewage scent. Really? Yeah. And it turns out that like a pipe had burst somewhere oh. and she, she didn't even like get a chance to play because they were like, <laughs> yeah, there's something kind of serious going on. You didn't tell me anything about that. No. Well, I forgot. We were catching up on other things. Wow. Ruined by sewage. Right. Yeah. That we were like standing there listening to this like really um, cool punk band when all of a sudden it just like started reeking of sewage and also weirdly of like incense or matches or something as if somebody was trying to like cover it up oh um, like just somebody took a crap in the bathroom like a match would cover that up right thought like they would yeah. cover up mass sewage yeah so <laughs> i don't know there was a sewage incident and my poor friend's band wasn't able to play um but, wow yeah, we people were... must have thought that was part of the act that was up there at the moment <laughs> they were doing something creative it really went with like the raw punk <laughs> aesthetic <laughs> there was not to gross everybody out but there was this band where the lead singer gave himself an enema on stage Ew. and sprayed that over the audience. Why? <laughs> he was crazy. The guy from Faith No More. Oh. Whatever. Patton? I don't know. 
Apparently he's got like some insane vocal range, but he's also just a, a lunatic. An insane everything range, it sounds like. Yeah, he would do all kinds of crazy stuff. I can't remember an example wow. or anything else, but he would wear shirts from his prior band, like while he was performing with uh, his current band. He's just like insane. Yeah. So. Next to all the health risks that he's been involving himself with. Right. Well, that's too bad. Maybe they'll, they have a makeup date or is it just kind of like canned? Well... <laughs> I mean, yeah, nothing formally has been planned to replace that, but, you know, spring, and it's going to start to warm up, and I think so um, will the shows. They will start yep. rolling in. Got to love this time of year. It's getting nice and warm out there. Mm-hmm. Monster Mania was just in town. so right. that was I, big weekend. Exactly. I got to attend that. Kate surprised me with tickets so <laughs> oh, she did i didn't know that um it wasn't a surprise but she definitely got them okay. so she's like oh yeah i got you some monster mania because she figured if it was up to me i would forget about it and probably uh, not even do it oh well that was very considerate of her she's nice sometimes shout out to kate right <laughs> so we got to see we went on sunday and we got like you know some of the actors were there um and there was some that i knew i wanted to see that was adrian barbo and there was a couple girls from the Friday the 13th series also, Amy Steele and Adrian King from the first one. Couple namesakes. There's too many Adrians here. <laughs> too um, many, that's a, a rare event. <laughs> yeah, as an obscure name as it is. It's funny we have like three involved with this current show at the moment. Um, and somebody else was there I wanted to see, but they left before. Oh, Rose McGowan. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was actually at this thing Friday and Saturday, but I guess like she was above the Sunday show that I attended. Oh man! So yeah, I, yeah she was she supposed been to go. Cool to see. Yeah, you know, um, she was in what was that Planet Terror, which was she had the uh, prosthetic leg, but it wasn't a leg; it was a machine gun. Mm. I know her mostly from dating Marilyn Manson. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So that was back in the Scream days, I think. So mm. the first movie she was ever in, I think, was Scream. Oh, right, yeah. Do you remember her from that? She was like a blonde, kind of short blonde, and she got killed in the garage door. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, as it went up, she got strangled <laughs> by it, I think. But yeah, that Marilyn Manson thing, um, that was some event they attended, maybe the VMAs. Mm-hmm. But what she wore that night is like... Oh, right. Because it's, it's she's practically wearing nothing, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody knows her from that, of course. Iconic. Mm-hmm. So, didn't get to see her, but first person we went into this room where they have just this corridor of you know actors and then she was like one of the first ones oh no actually the guy from stranger things not like one of the uh, main characters but the drug the, the druggy guy oh yeah with the, the long burnout. hair the yeah eduardo <laughs> he was there did you see so. him oh yeah we didn't go up to the desk. He was just kind of like you know saying you know sitting there signing autographs. There was a couple of people around. We could have easily, but you know it was kind of like pasted. So yeah. not far from there was Adrian Barbo. There was one guy who was acting very weirdly in front of her desk, and he was just like his eyes were like all over the place as he's talking to her. I'm sure that's like what most of the attendees do look like. Not me. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything. Right. Like that. Yeah. But um, right. So I went up to her, and then I had, so you know, the laser discs, mm-hmm. that whole collection I have, they make great props for signing because they're big, they're the same size as a record. I would say probably half of our listeners are familiar with that 
Uh, they were like a format that was alongside of VHS and beta, but they were the best quality you could get, which mm. is a big record, like a giant DVD. Not digital, though. So they weren't as good as DVDs, but it was as good as you could get in the non-digital era. Right. I'm actually surprised you haven't promoted Laser Town yet on. Oh, that's <laughs> long ago. Yeah, that Is got it? booted because of inactivity, unfortunately. An activity? Inactivity. Oh, so okay. nothing was being bought or sold out of it. So they said, okay, you're done. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, the Laser Just database. They want to make sure that their stores are kind of like, you know, actually doing something. They I guess want that's a bunch fair. of deadbeat, deadbeats on there. <laughs> they want to make sure there's still a lot of action going on in this uh, industry. Apparently, who knew <laughs> the demands of running your own store? So, um, so I had one for the fog, which she was in prominently, and I was uh, so I walk up. I'm like, "Hey, Adrian," and I'm just like, you know, trying to like just think of something to say. I had something prepared. I can't remember if you've seen the fog or not. But mm -hmm. there's, towards the end, she's, like, in the lighthouse screaming for people to, like, go into their houses and get out of the fog. Meanwhile, her son is with the babysitter, and she knows these ghost pirates are coming after him. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't leave the lighthouse. She mm -hmm. just says, hey, if anybody can get to my son, please do it. I'd really appreciate it. And I always wondered, it's just like, okay, why didn't she just leave? She kept saying she couldn't leave, but why not? Was mm -hmm. it just to be... Um, you know, a service to the town, mm -hmm. which there's like five people on the streets. <laughs> you know, you don't even get a sense that there's like really much going on. But so I asked her about that. I was like, why couldn't you just leave the lighthouse and go to your son instead of just staying there and telling somebody to go get your son? As if any of this stuff really happened. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm making, I'm asking her the story as if like this was a true story or something about these ghost pirates. <laughs> She's like, well, you know, I had to do the service of warning is basically pretty much what i just said like is that was that the case where you had to warn people she's like yeah it was the case so it's just like <laughs> you know she didn't elaborate on the story much but she was really nice and i got my picture taken with her oh nice and um you know she looks kind of like a granny at this point she's Aww. how dare know. a woman age <laughs> well there's nothing wrong with that you know she's 77 <laughs> but she looks good for 77 oh, i didn't know she was even that old yeah, well, you know, as I mentioned back in the day, she was notable for two, two big things, which you know, teenage <laughs> boys all over the world were obsessed with. Uh huh. Even um, we saw Kate's parents after because they live literally like three minutes away from there, so we stopped mm -hmm. by, and I even told them I saw her, and and her her mom's like, oh. Kate's dad was obsessed with her, <laughs> and even she knew about the boob thing, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, boobs were pretty popular in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Remember those? See, that's back when they knew how to make movies. <laughs> Porkies. Bachelor Party. Oh, what else? Unfortunately, I've never seen that one. <laughs> Sex comedies were just, were just like a dime a dozen back then. Why don't they do them anymore? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess there's too much, I don't know, complaints about it. Taste evolves. But... Taste? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently butts are in these days so oh yeah it's no longer boobs we're left in the 80s <laughs> okay so butts are the thing um yep so you know she told me about some stuff she's doing on tv these days and um i was like oh okay and then she signed my laser disc and then kate said i was rambling the whole time and then i was just <laughs> like you know i was stammering and stuff like that. i'm like what i was not <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal you were starstruck Maybe, since that was the first person I talked to there. 
Um, but after her, we bounced over to the Friday the 13th girls' desk, where they had two sitting side by side. Um, Adrian King from the first one, who killed Jason's mom. Mm-hmm. And Amy Steele to the right, from the second one, who killed Jason. She was the first one to kill Jason, which mm-hmm. sounds kind of funny. The first person to kill another person. <laughs> which has been like 15 times now. <laughs> so I'm in line, and the line's kind of long, and I'm I'm seeing, you know, off in the distance, the, they're sitting next to each other. So I assumed this was for both of them. Mm-hmm. And you'd get to meet both at the end of the line. So I, but just to confirm that, I said to the guy in front of me, is this the line to meet both of them? He's like, oh no, this is the line for Adrian King. Mm-hmm. Like, oh really? So then I'm peeking over again, and then um, I can see, you know, Amy Steele just sitting there, and she's got somebody talking to her, but it was one of the handlers. It wasn't an, even like a fan. Mm-hmm. It was one of the workers at the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, for real? And I kind of like step forward. And then suddenly she makes eye contact with me. Oh. And then the handler is like, step right up. No yeah. waiting. So now I'm thinking, all right. Well, that's what I who I wanted to meet anyway. So nice. I've got my Friday the 13th Part 2 laser disc. And I'm marching <laughs> up there like I'm the man waving the laser disc <laughs> by all these guys who are just like standing there like dummies. Without laser discs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, see, I'm going to meet the real deal. <laughs> And then, you know, I walk up there, I drop the laser disc down in front of her. I'm like, hey, Amy. And then, you know, we chatted for a couple of minutes. And so the first thing I asked her was about, like, the fact that she was in both movies and she killed Jason's mom in the first one. She's like, oh, no, that wasn't me. That was Adrian. Oh, no. <laughs> so, of course, I screwed it up right off the bat. <laughs> but I was like, oh, no, 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 never mind that, you know, but... She's, so now she's looking at the laser desk. She's like, oh, wow, this is in great shape. And she uh, signs it. She just puts something corny on there, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, Ben, what if there really is a Jason out there? Um, something <laughs> that just required not much thought. Meanwhile, I wanted to get the picture taken with her also because that was just something she offered. Like, usually they would charge you $10 extra for that. And she mm-hmm. just asked me. Maybe I was supposed to pay the $10 and I just forgot. <laughs> She was just a kind-hearted person. I guess. <laughs> um, so I went, Kate, meanwhile, is off talking to a tall, skinny ghost face <laughs> and a short, stocky Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but I went up there and I'm like, hey, can I grab you one second? And, and those guys were like, oh, yeah, no problem. They're like, "It's she can leave. <laughs> like, just okay, makes friends with everybody she knows. <laughs> so I drag her back in line. Um, and meanwhile, nobody still has lined up in place of where I was to even talk to Amy Steele. So I guess that worked out for me. And then she gets out and like, you know, we just pose there for a few different pictures and it was great. But I was just really, I still can't figure that out though. I don't know why. I mean, maybe people wanted to see Adrian King because she was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But really, I don't really see, you know, too much distinction between like the the two and far as far as popularity mm-hmm. amy Steele definitely looks like the part of a of an actress whereas adrian king was more kind of like you know the the girl next door type bake a pie set it on the windowsill <laughs> and she kind of looks like you, you you'd see her in a, an accounting department of your company just very nondescript mm-hmm. but meanwhile amy Steele had like kind of the sorority girl look you know the blonde mm-hmm. hair and just looked like Somebody cool to hang out with. So that was fun. There was... Uh, who else was there? There was like... Oh, so Amy Donald. Do you recognize that name? Mm, I do not. 
So do you know the movie Megan? Yeah. It's about yeah. a doll? Okay. Mm-hmm. So about a doll that befriends a girl and then, I don't know, she goes haywire. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about it, but okay. not seen it either. So the girl this is based on was there, and her name's Amy Donald. She's only about 12 years old. Oh, wow. So she's got one person in front of her desk, and I was curious about this. I mean, I didn't realize it, but Megan has made like $173 million off of a $12 million budget. Mm. So I was curious to go up there about what do you say to somebody who's 12 years old? <laughs> you know, and Are even, you off from school? <laughs> <laughs> even if they've hit it big time, you know, and I haven't seen the movie, that's part of the problem. Mm. And I, again, I don't even know if she's in the movie or if mm-hmm. she's just, you know, who the doll was based off of. I would have needed to find a little bit more about that. <laughs> so I didn't want to get too close because, because of the movie's success. What if you get up there and it's like $100 to get something signed? Mm-hmm. And then another $10 for this. And then, mm-hmm. and then this and that. I could just see it happening where it's just <laughs> like, it would be hard to kind of like say no. It's kind of like... the the Girl Scouts, they guilt trip you into buying all those cookies you don't need. <laughs> well, so, you don't need them, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, and, you know, she was up there with the other person who was in front of me, and she was kind of just, like, dancing around, and she's doing, like... It seemed like these these flips. She's, like, bumping into stuff, and she definitely, like... I don't know. She had way too much energy, but... <laughs> well, she's 12. <laughs> right, exactly. So I just didn't need that. You know, what was I going to get a picture with her, and... Six foot two, she's like four foot. Like, how ridiculous would that look in a picture? What else? Oh, Art the Clown. Have you seen, have you heard of this movie, Terrifier? Uh, no. It's disgusting. There's two of them. And this guy who plays Art, Art the Clown is just, it's, he's like disgusting. And the movie is just like super gory and like, like the that guy. that stopped you before? Well, this movie particularly, you know, uh-huh. it's like early on in the movie, there's a scene where he's in a pizza shop. And he goes and just shits all over the Ben's room and then just oh, laughs about it. It's a different type of gore for your... <laughs> well, I had everything, definitely. Your sensitivities. <laughs> but, again, there's like a theme of that in Terrifier 1 Ante. So the guy who played him, David Howard Thornton, is sitting there at a table. And sometimes one thing I'll do when I'm at these things is if I'm kind of curious about the actor, but I don't really want to go up and have anything signed by them, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of linger there as they're talking to the person. Mm-hmm. And I'll wait, and I'll wait, and I'll wait as if I'm curious or I want to say something. I'll wait until they make eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. And then somehow that, like, kind of gets me what I want to do, just, like, make that eye contact. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I made eye contact with the actor. Now I'm leaving. <laughs> you captured I don't know their why. attention somehow for, yeah it's like the eye of sorrow <laughs> i don't know a second <laughs> i don't know what that's all about just like working until i make eye contact just like so that they know that they've seen me eye to eye you bore they bore witness to your existence maybe <laughs> i don't know what it is but this guy he was he's young and he doesn't at first like nothing seems creepy but there is something weird about his eyes i will say it's just like he does have like a very sinister look to him mm. when you're face to face so that was not him <laughs> um so that i guess was pretty much everything about monster mania there was um some interesting people watching there it's <laughs> just crazy when you first get there there's just tons of people it's in some parts of it and i'm sure on friday and saturday it was like shoulder to shoulder and it's probably mobbed with people 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably much like the flower show that I went to that Saturday. Yeah, a different crowd though, I would think. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very different demographics. Right. Yeah, when you first get up there, there's people dressed up just as every like anything from Michael Myers, Freddie, the mm-hmm. clown guy, um, the Stranger Things. things. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Was pretty big there. Um, what else did I see? What else is interesting too is just the fact that like the age ranges this this crosses over. Mm-hmm. There's guys and there are kids there, and some of these kids are like toddlers and they're wearing Michael Myers masks. <laughs> and it's just funny to think that something that came out and was popular when I was a kid is now something that's recognized by kids these days. Like I heard a girl saying to her dad, she's like, oh yeah, there's a Freddy over there. There's a Michael Myers. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy. Well, you know, that's what dad is interested in. He wants to bestow that <laughs> upon his offspring. You right. can't tell me you wouldn't want to do that with your kids if you ever had them. <laughs> I, I do, but you know, I keep thinking back to our parents and like how <laughs> there wouldn't be anything further removed from that. They, they, <laughs> And they want to be doing less than going to Monster Mania. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they had their own things. Like, there was Britcom night. Oh, yeah. Um, that So, the skinny ghost face and the short, stocky Jason that Kate was talking to, that, mm-hmm. that was a father and son team. They oh, were from Virginia. Wow. They came for the week. They stayed right there at the, um, it used to be the Crown Plaza. Now it's something else. I forget what. But they were there from Friday to Sunday, and they said it was like $500. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's totally worth it. Uh, and I just think, like, what do you do there for three days? <laughs> I go you would there. have forgotten about it if Kate had not bought you tickets. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I go there As for a an hour. fan. <laughs> yeah, I go for an hour and a half, and I pretty much, that's good. You know, I mean, the main thing I want to see is the actors. There's a whole fleet of other stuff they have. There's, you know, these arts and crafts things people do with horror props and just... <laughs> I don't know. People do sell like overpriced stuff, and some of it is kind of cool, but for the most part, it, it just looks very familiar. So I just don't know what you would do for like three straight days. You can talk to other horror fans, but yeah, maybe that's part of the charm. I guess you find because I imagine it's like if you're traveling for this, then it's a lot of people with that very specific interest in the same place. So maybe there's like groups that meet up <laughs> for it. All right. Well, the funny thing with his father and son, Jason, and Ghost Phase, mm-hmm. like I saw them somewhere else and they were asking people if they wanted their picture taken with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little weird. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they will, if the costume is really done well, they do want their picture taken and I can kind of get that. But it seems like the most memorable um, aspect of this duo was their size. Um, it was kind of funny, but it was cool to see them get into it too, though. You know, yeah. just the fact that a father and son would, would do something like that for an entire weekend. And, right. And yeah, but I just don't know. It's, there's not enough for me to do there to, to stay there. And one of Kate's coworkers was there. Oh, really? Who was in her 20s. Oh, it's she, the girl that shares her office? or Not her, but there's okay. another girl. I forget her name, but I guess. And, you know, I saw her and she was dressed up like as some kind of vampire. She had these fangs in and this makeup mm. on and this cape. Um, and she stayed for the three the three days. She only lives 20 minutes from there. Oh, wow. But she thought it necessary to stay at the <laughs> hotel uh, wow, all three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was fun though. It was a fun time. On to the movie then. So this... <laughs> Yeah, this week, I don't even know if I said this yet, but we're going to do a Return of the Living Dead. 
the first non-slasher, uh, we did do Jaws 2. Mm-hmm. So if, if Jaws is considered like a slasher villain, I guess that that might have fallen in with the rest. But otherwise... The shark being a slasher. <laughs> yeah. So with Return of the Living Dead, my first recollection of even knowing about this movie, um, I believe dates back to when I saw the Care Bears movie. <laughs> um, so Ma brought Mandy and I to see a movie... It was animated, and I couldn't figure out which one it was at first, but I distinctly remember going to see some animated movie that that day, and they had the poster there for Return of the Living Dead at the theater where we saw this animated movie, which I think was the Care Bears. I would have only been about 10 years old since that movie came out in 85, well, both of these. And when I'm looking at the poster for Return of the Living Dead, it wasn't something I would have been interested in at that time. I had an interest in skeletons since I was a kid, and Halloween in general. So seeing these skeleton types of things, like around the tombstones, I mean, they're green, and they're like partial skeletons, and I'm like, what is that all about? You know, what would that, e- that, what would that movie even be about? I just couldn't figure it out. But it wouldn't have been something beyond that. I would have wanted to watch back then. A little, just a little bit too early for me just yet. Um, but I was curious. So while I was doing research, I couldn't find a Disney movie that overlapped at the same time this movie was playing. So what I think happened was in March of 85, the Care Bears movie came out. And I'm guessing that it was one of those deals where, you know, kind of like at the coming attractions or previews of movies, they tell you what else is going to be playing later that year, like coming this summer or this Mm -hmm. fall. They would do the same thing with posters also. So I can only imagine that the poster was there just to advertise it coming later in the year which would have been August when it was released in. So that was my very first, I guess, I guess um, knowledge the movie was even out there. Right. So flash forward a few years after the, you know, into the late 80s sometime. Um, we'll talk about Josh again. Uh, I brought him up back in the Halloween 4 episode. I don't really aspire to talk too much about him just because he was kind of a pain in the ass. Um, he did always talk about horror, but it would just like be nonstop. We had an hour bus ride. He'd get on the same time as I would, and he would just not shut up the entire bus ride. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just watch this stuff with him? I mean, it seems like you guys were friends, right? Um, you know what? Why didn't I? That's actually a damn good question. Because um, my other friends never talked about horror. They were more normal and didn't obsess about this stuff. And they would actually want to do stuff, not sit around and watch horror movies, except for the occasional one. Yeah, I mean, Josh and I would hang out after school and on the weekends, but I think it was his dad who was always renting the movies. And his dad just was not really around a lot of the time. Usually it was his mom. Um, he owned a shop about 45 minutes away. It was a sandwich shop. <laughs> And thinking back on it, it's just like, yeah, I'd stay over there once in a while. We would watch some shit, but I guess I could have coordinated a little bit more. Um, But his dad actually freaked me out one time. You know, we were upstairs, and they had this stack of 45 records. And for some reason, we thought it would be a great idea just to start throwing them around like Frisbees. And they were just smashing all over the wall of the furniture. And it was great. We were just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> let's destroy personal property. <laughs> but it was their stuff, and they were laughing about it. Um, it probably was my idea. 
you know, I was always happy to cause a little chaos here and there. I just never wanted to be accountable for it. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, it, Josh, he, if I asked him to do something, he usually would. On the bus, there was this kid, Matt. I don't think you even met him before, but uh, no. let's just say Matt was not the most hygienic person. So one time, Josh and I were sitting, like, way in the back of the bus. Matt was way in the front. Yeah. And out of the blue, I just got this idea. I'm like, Josh, tell Matt to brush his teeth, <laughs> you know, from the back of the bus. So Josh... <laughs> Before I even finish the sentence, Josh is like, Matt, brush your fucking teeth. And then right at that moment, it's just like, you know, when you're in a crowded restaurant, just everybody stops talking at once. Like, but it happens like as coincidence. Yeah. Like right before you're saying what you're going to say. Just like it's one of those weird silences just that everybody finds at the same time. And that's when it happened. And it was so funny. It was perfect timing, actually. People are turning around and <laughs> <laughs> you were like a mini Charles Manson getting your <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. A tall Charles Manson, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times I heard, Ben, did you tell your sister, our sister Mandy, to ask for twenty dollars? Did you tell your cousin Jesse to throw the fishbowl off her twenty first floor balcony? <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. So getting back to destroying the room that day, um, we wrecked a couple of other things also, and I think his dad actually came home early. Um, his mom was totally cool, and the funny thing is, she knew we were doing that, and she didn't seem to even care. She just, like, poked her head in the room and saw us destroying it, and she was like, <laughs> she, she was great. Daryl. I could swear in front of her. I wouldn't say the F word, but if I said shit or something, she wouldn't care. I mean, did you really feel the need to swear in front of a dog? <laughs> um... It was a novelty, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, but when his dad came back that day and caught us doing that, it, he was he was like, it was oh, you know, it was actually me and Josh and his brother. Mm-hmm. All three of us were up there in on it. So his dad comes in, he's like, you two, pointing at Josh and his brother, clean this shit up now. We're mm-hmm. going to talk more about this later. Ben, you get your ass home now. And I was like, oh, shit. I mean, I've been yelled at by adults before, but this felt a little different. His dad was like a Harley guy, and he had, like, the beard and everything. He'd always wear the Harley T-shirts and uh, the chain wallet thing, whatever you call that. You know, he had the tattoos. I mean, he was pissed for good reason, but I definitely tried to avoid him after that. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like his anger was probably fair <laughs> you i'm sure you'd seen them around before right i mean you didn't know them too well but i'm sure like in passing you must have yeah i i remember i think i remember daryl she had like really long dark yeah. hair right yeah. yeah 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 she was real cool um and you know his dad really was cool too it was just like i don't think he was in the best mood as it was that day and caught <laughs> us doing all that shit like that was just a perfect storm again that was fair <laughs> i feel <laughs> So um, anyway, getting back to like the, how the movie ties into this, um, he's telling me he had gone over the weekend to the video store and he did go with his dad and his uncle and they were looking for a horror movie to watch. So apparently his uncle picked a movie off the shelf and said, hey, if you want to watch a scary movie, this is the one you need to rent. And it was Return of the Living Dead. So that was the one they rented and they watched it. And Josh was telling me all about it. But the way he's talking about it, 
didn't even really sound like it was scary at all. He just keeps telling me all this funny stuff that happened throughout it and the way the actors interacted with each other. Um, and of course, like he's saying this woman takes her clothes off early in the movie and is running around naked the entire time. Just the whole thing just sounded so ridiculous from the way he was describing it. And I couldn't really, you know, just make up my mind what it was all about. Like I wasn't really getting a clear picture of it. So I knew about Night of the Living Dead because that was the one that Ma that actually let me watch, surprisingly. <laughs> I guess because it was black and white. Mm-hmm. And well, I think Dad liked it too. Yeah. Yeah. They liked it. And it really was a great movie and it really was like effective for its time. And mm-hmm. I think it still holds up today too. So I knew about like, you know, some zombie movies, but just not a not a whole lot. And uh, you know, Return was on my list. I didn't really want to watch a horror comedy, but nevertheless, I figured I'd give it a chance. And I didn't think it was going to be as good as Dawn of the Dead or the other George Romero series, like Night. And this actually was not part of that series either. I had a conversation recently with somebody who thought that this was part of the series. Mm. I went home, it's not. He's like, what, are you kidding me? You know, I'm sure when Return of the Living Dead was being promoted and marketed by the producers of that movie, they were happy for people to think that it was linked to those George Romero ones, mm-hmm. even though that wasn't the case. I'm right, sure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were hoping for, and it definitely is what happened. I think a lot of people did believe that. So as far as like when I actually got to see it, I believe it was one of the trips that I'd be in the car with my dad or both of them, and we'd stop at the convenience store. So that tiny little convenience store we lived like five miles away from us, they could have like this little section of movies in the back. Oh, Dupuis? Yeah. Shout out to Dupuis. <laughs> if they're still there anymore, I don't know. I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> they probably still have VHS tapes if they are there. <laughs> yeah. um, so it wasn't much, but it was something. Once in a while they'd have some good ones there. They'd rotate them out maybe every once or two weeks. And, uh, yeah, so one time, like, I must have gone in to get the paper. And I would always offer also. If I knew I was coming back the next day, I'd say, hey, I'll go in and get the paper just because I could sneak a movie. <laughs> what I would do is I would I would run in and, and look really quick. If I saw something, I would grab it mm-hmm. and hide it inside my coat. Or, the because people used to read papers back then, I would shove it inside the paper and just kind of carry that close, you know, close to my side i guess and kind of like high <laughs> my hip i'm trying to think like what what, what. <laughs> um and so the uh the funny thing is though there's this guy at the store who usually worked at the cash register his name was dave um oh yeah crush on mandy right yeah good job bringing it back full circle exactly <laughs> everything's tying in here <laughs> so dave definitely wasn't the brightest bulb but he was pretty observant sometimes, you know, when I was in there with your Lamar dad, trying to talk them into like renting a movie I wanted to see. And it's just like, they're like, nope, nope. So I'd throw my arms up in the air and I'd look at him and I'd roll my eyes and, you know, look over at him like, you know, what, what's wrong with my parents? And um, so when he, so when I started hiding the, the, the ones under my coat, he noticed that. And he's like, I guess that's not one you're going to show your family, huh, Ben? But, um. He never ratted me out, though. That was good. Mm, he just wanted to get in with... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. So I believe that's how I was able to see this one. 
And yeah, I guess there must have been a time when uh, they I knew they weren't even gonna be home that night, or maybe I was, I don't know, gonna stay up. Not, I obviously I didn't stay up because Mandy watched it too. So I had to convince her that this was highly recommended and humorous, which I really did believe because of how Josh described it. Now, when we got around to seeing it, I really did feel guilty about her watching it because I found it very grisly and disturbing myself. I had seen enough shit up, in that, up to that point, but um, when it comes to zombies, you know, zombie gore is different. There's just more bodies getting ripped apart and bites and chunks of skin coming off of necks and it's blood the squirting out. I think that differentiates. And the sound effects, yes. <laughs> the eating and the sound effects, and it's just like a bad visual combination i honestly don't know why people like this stuff because i really don't um now night of living dead and dawn of the dead i make an exception there because i think it's great storytelling around the gore now with return of the living dead ironically i do like the movie now i have an appreciation for it because of the humor um and that kind of comes full circle to what josh was talking about back in the day um but i just hadn't paid much attention to it for the longest time because it left a bad taste in my mouth when I first saw it. But, you know, I, I just kind of like shelved it for years and years. In my 30s sometime, I gave it another chance. And I'm like, oh, wow. This has some really hilarious and funny lines in it. Um, there's this one guy, Bert. So Bert is the guy in charge of this warehouse where this... Um, he's got like a this employee and he just hires this high school kid mm-hmm. um oh what's his name in the movie? tommy the guy's name is tom matthews who was only famous for this movie and friday the 13th part six jason mm-hmm. lives um but it was funny because it was the kid's first day mm-hmm. and everything goes crazy because down in the basement there's these canisters from the army which contains some kind of like weird gas mm-hmm. and the worker at this warehouse, it's like um, it's like a warehouse for anatomy. It's got, I don't know, skeletons. If you need a skeleton, you'd go there and you get it. And they have like other anatomical things that you could find. It's very apropos for a zombie movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they end up releasing this gas and there's actual bodies in there that start coming to life. <laughs> and this kid, Tom, it's like his first day on the job and he's like, what's going on? He's like, are we going crazy? And then the guy's like, no, I think it's because like I, I hit that canister and let the gas out. And he's like, well, what'd you, what'd you do that for? You stupid asshole. And then the guy's like, you better watch your tone if you want to keep this job. <laughs> he's like, keep this job? Yeah, the interaction between those two is pretty hilarious. Bert, this guy, now he's the guy that owns the place. They call him because they don't know what the hell to do. They've released all this stuff and he comes in, and he's, like, a little panicked, but he seems like he's got things under control. It's, like, telling them, like, you know, okay, just, like, tie this body up. He's just, like, take a sledgehammer into it. And he's just, like, very matter-of-fact yeah. <laughs> about the whole thing, and it's he's hilarious. I don't know what other movies he was in, but it just seems like he'd be a character. I think it's all older stuff from 60s and 70s, maybe. But um, he had some great lines himself when he first... When he was first there, okay, so the, the other two I was telling you about, he's talking to them, and this guy, Bert, he's on his way out, and he looks back at them. He's like, all right, guys, well, I'm out of here for the day. He's like, oh, do me a favor. Whatever happens, 
don't name it after me. Which, and I have no idea what that means, but I think it's pretty hilarious. I'll use that myself if I'm ever in a situation where I'm just leaving. In your new managerial position, you need to drop that one. Oh, wow. There's so many different ways I could uh, get in trouble with that. <laughs> um, the kid, oh, what's his name? His name might, might be Tommy in the movie also. I should have made a note of this. But yeah, he's him and the other guy became zombies just because they they had that gas interaction. They're mm-hmm. they're unfortunately turning into zombies. And the Tommy kid, he's like harassing his girlfriend now because he wants to eat her brain. And it's just like there's a scene where he's trying to corner her, and she knows obviously there's something wrong with him. He's trying clearly he's trying to kill her, but then he would stop. He'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, Tina. He's like, I'm, I think her name was Tina. And he's like, I'm sorry, Tina. I love you. He's like, I don't mean any of this. She's like, I don't know. And then she started coming around also. It's like, I really, really love you because I want to eat your brain. And he would just like launch right back into the whole eating brain thing. And then the whole cycle would start over again. Um, Oh, the tar man. So this guy, there was one zombie that was actually contained in the gas barrels. And he made his way out, and he just, like, there was really not... It was actually a puppet, but it was a pretty oh. good one. It's just, like, his eyes were just, like, bulging out of his skull, and he <laughs> he just kept saying brains. They'd actually talk. The zombies would talk a little bit. They kept saying brains and stuff like that. And there's one scene where this thing has, like, a teenage girl makes her way downstairs to where he's at. And she sees him and she's like, oh, and she's like horrified. And she runs into this cabinet or this, this closet. She locks herself in there and she figures she's she's safe from him. Mm-hmm. And he's smart enough, though, to hook this chain device up to the door around some kind of contraption, like a pulley, mm-hmm. and start yanking on it to get the door off. Oh, geez. <laughs> and while this is going on, <laughs> her friends suddenly show up. And her friends are the typical cliched 80s looking guys. Like one guy has a mohawk and he's got like this chain hanging from his face and they got the trench coats and the colored hair and stuff. And so one, like the leader of them, walks down the stairs first. He first sees the zombie like with a chain in his hand. He sees it hooked up to a door and he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then the zombie's like, more brains. And his eyes get really big. And he runs over and bites into the guy's skull. And, uh, yeah, so then, and then the process of this, they do get that girl out of the the cabinet, but, you know, the whole thing was doomed from a certain point, because at the end (laughs) of the movie, the military finds out what's going on, and they were looking for these canisters of gas all this year, these barrels of gas, and they're like, oh, we've had some reports in St. Louis of some very disturbing things going on, because the whole graveyard was coming back to life, and... Just the whole town is going haywire. And then what happens at the end, you see this general, I guess, give the order for the whole town to be obliterated. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) Typical of the military. Right. Just destroy the whole thing. (laughs) The military guy is kind of funny also. In the beginning of the movie, they show him. You You don't know what his role is when you see him in the beginning of the movie. He just goes back to his mansion, this gated mansion, and he walks in and his wife is like, Oh, hey, honey, how are you today? She's like, how was work today? He's like, the usual crap. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Well, I made your favorite for dinner, pork chops. He's like, well, I had them for lunch. 
<laughs> and he just goes off into a different room just doing his military which I guess was tracking for trying to track down these these canist these barrels <laughs> it's so relatable yeah what I understand <laughs> though is that in the beginning of the movie they make reference to those barrels like they're back at that that um, skeleton store mm-hmm. so those guys know it's there and I thought they said they tried calling the army but the army just told them to keep it there so I understand like why this guy was looking for them if they'd already been in touch with the military mm. I don't know maybe I, I missed know. yeah you haven't seen typical it typical for the uh, US government to me but <laughs> <laughs> well you know I told you you didn't have to watch this movie because I felt bad about uh, Mandy seeing but if you want to watch it and I've been so intrigued give... by this recap, I might have to. <laughs> right, this brilliant recap. I'm sure you just can't wait to go rush out and, and watch it now. <laughs> oh, one more line I almost forgot about. There was, um, so back, going back to the beginning of the movie when that gas first gets out, there was a cadaver inside the place and it just really starts going crazy. It's just like, it's fast, it's running around, it's slamming into things and... They manage to like apprehend it. They get down the floor and they take like some kind of pickaxe to its head. <laughs> and these guys, just like the way they do it, because they don't want to do it. Yeah. And they're just grossed out themselves <laughs> when they actually drive the axe. Like, oh, uh, I enjoy that like little snippet of realism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gross. But the thing is still alive though. Yeah. Even with that thing in its head. So what they do. Like what this guy Bert does, he, he takes like um, a saw <laughs> and he saws up like all the arms and legs and bags them up individually. And they take it and they take it over to this mortician guy who he's friends with and is working late at night. So they've got all these bags in there, they're wiggling around <laughs> and he's talking to his mortician buddy. He's like, hey, I need a big favor. He's just like, we got a shipment of stuff. I have no clue what the hell it is. I just want to burn. He's like, I want everything gone. <laughs> the mortician's like, really? He's like, and he sees his bags wiggling around on the floor. He's like, seriously, what's in those bags? <sighs> and the guy Bert's like, um, the rabid weasels. He's like, rabid weasels, huh? And one of the bags gets opened and a hand comes out. And the hand is just like wiggling around on the floor. And the mortician's like, eyes are bulging out. He's like, Bert, what in the hell is this? <laughs> So he has to explain about the whole, you know, gas getting released and all this and that. And he's like, you know, Bert, you acted very precipitously in sawing up that cadaver. <laughs> be a great spelling bee word, wouldn't it? Precipitously. <laughs> Could you use that in context? Could you use it in a sentence? <laughs> you acted precipitously in sawing up that cadaver. <laughs> Wow, you remember that word for word. Oh, well, the spelling bee never happened. I was just saying it would be funny if a kid was given that word. He's like some 10-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. And they use it in a sentence, and they give him that as the sentence. <laughs> you acted precipitously and saw him up that cadet. <laughs> so, on that note, that pretty much sums it up for me. We've given that movie, I think, plenty of air. <laughs> <laughs> Along with other life events. Right. Lots of catching up in those couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think what might be a good movie for next time. I don't know. Think of something good. Be surprised. Right. For me as well. 
Well, you've got plenty of time now, so you can definitely <laughs> do some research and catch up on some of these movies. I could write a full thesis on whatever movie you propose next. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks again for listening, and we will see everybody again next week. Oh, 